Welcome to the Business Finishing School Podcast, the Financial Battleship Edition. Learn how to regain liquidity, use, and control of your cash while harnessing the power of uninterrupted compounding. Become a wealth creator. Here's your host, President and CEO of Living Wealthy Financial, Teresa Kuhn. the Business Finishing School Financial Battleship Podcast for January 2020. Happy New Year. Uh, my name is Kristen Colkin. Of course, I'm joined as always by Teresa Kuhn. Well, hello, Kristen, and hello, BFS Business Finishing School. As always, we are very excited to be here, and we're very excited about the topic that we're going to be discussing today. Because there is a lot of misinformation, misunderstanding about this topic. And I think for once and for all, Kristen, our audience is going to get it. They're going to understand the myth of the average rate of return. Yes, absolutely. And Teresa, today we're going to be digging into the numbers some. Uh, So if anyone wants to see the spreadsheets, the proof behind what we're saying so they can dig into the numbers as well, uh, please feel free to reach out to me. I'm happy to send that to you. Yes, we, you know, as we always say, we can back up everything we say. But if you, you're listening and you're saying, I want to call BS or that can't be true or that's unbelievable, show me the proof. We are happy to have that conversation and we are happy to share our documentation with you. Just let us know. We sure are. So um, as Teresa mentioned, the myth that we're going to be talking about today is that the average rate of return is the actual rate of return that you're receiving on your investment or your savings vehicle. And this is important because for many people that do have investment to vehicles, they receive a statement that shows their average rate of return. And they're making decisions about that uh, investment vehicle based on that information. That's correct. And I, and I want to make sure you understand what we're saying because it can be a little bit confusing. The myth that's out there or let's use another word, the lie, right, is that the average rate of return that's being advertised with your investments actually equals what you would get as a rate of return. Said another way, the average rate of return that's advertised on investments out there does not equal what shows up in your statements and your actual performance. That's right. So unless the investment has a fixed rate of return, the average rate of return that you see is not the actual rate of return. If you have an investment vehicle with a fluctuating interest rate, like a mutual fund, the average rate of return is not equal to what you're actually getting every single year. It can be very misleading because many, many investment decisions are made using the average return. And so if you're expecting uh, to have a certain performance based on the average return, you know, there's a, a disclaimer that you see all the time in these investments and it's with a big asterisk and it says past performance does not equal 
future performance. But here's the average rate of return. So psychologically, you think, oh, that's the average. I'm going to be average. That's what I'm going to get. So Kristen, let's see how these numbers really play out and what we're speaking of. Sure. And so we're going to start with a very simple example of how the average rate of return works before we get into more complex numbers. So for this first example, we're going to assume that we have $10,000 that we're putting into an investment vehicle. The very first year, we do great. The market returns 100%, and we have $20,000 at the end of the year. Year two, we lose 50%. 50% of $20,000 is $10,000. So we end the year with $10,000. Year three, we're up 100% again, and we get to end the year with $20,000. So year four, we're starting with our $20,000, and again, we're down by 50%. So at the end of year four, we're left with $10,000. So the average rate of return, according to Wall Street, and it's entirely legal, they are allowed to say that your average rate of return was 25%. What they're not saying is that the annualized rate of return is zero, or your actual rate of return is zero. Because you started with 10,000, you went up to 20, went back to 10, went back up to 20 and went back down to 10. That's where you ended. You ended exactly where you started. But Wall Street can say the average rate of return is 25% a year. The actual annualized rate of return is zero. And really that what what strikes me, Kristen, is when you're looking at or you hear that average rate of return, 25%, what you don't see is or feel is the actual roller coaster ride, right? That people actually go through looking at their statements emotionally when they see their statements go up and down, up and down, up and down, right? And not saying that, you know, these, this example is, um, has actually happened to anyone, 150, 150, but we have seen some crazy uh, numbers in terms of market being up, market being way down, market being way up, market being way down. Yes, it's very true. This is a very extreme example, um, but I think it does do a really great job of showing the point, which is, you know, although that average rate of return 25% is mathematically correct, it really doesn't tell the whole story of how this particular investment performed. So in order to find the more precise rate of return, you have to calculate that annualized rate of return, which is also known as the compound annual growth rate. So that's a more complicated formula, and it's always going to be smaller than the average rate of return, but it is a more precise formula. So this question is for you, audience. I want you to think about what kind of rate of return do you expect or do you think you'll get in the market if you're invested in Wall Street? 6%, 8%, 15%. We know in the last 10 years, uh, especially the last couple years, the market has been exceptional, right? 
So it's exceptional means unusual, not average. But today, looking forward into the future, what kind of return do you think you'll get in the market? So now that you have that number, Kristen, let's talk about how the market actually performs. Sounds good. So we have a chart with the actual returns of the S&P 500 uh, with dividends from 2000 to 2018. So 19 years of returns include some really great years in there and also some really bad years, right, in 2008. In this particular example, um, the investor has $1.5 million in their investment vehicle in the beginning of the year 2000. But that number can be any number, right? It could have been a million. It could have been 100,000. It's just the example that we have. Yes, absolutely. And we can, you know, change these numbers if you'd like to see another example. But this is for today's example. It's 1.5 million. Now, investment vehicles have expense fees that are often charged annually. So for the purposes of our example, the annual expense fee in this investment vehicle is 1.85%. So as we go along here, that $1.5 million is growing or declining um, by how the S&P actually performs, and that annual expense fee is taken out at the end of the year. In this example, in 2018, uh, this particular person ends 2018 with $2,593,206.19. So that is after expenses. If we average out the rate of return that he's gotten over the 19 years, we'll find that the average rate of return that he experienced is 6.43%, which is actually really in line with what people expect. You know, most people expect to get 6 to 8% out of the market. And the annualized rate of return is a whopping 2.92%. Ouch. That is really painful, especially considering that he did have to experience the roller coaster ride of 2008-2009 um, in that journey, right? To only have 2.92%. So, Teresa, we can, you know, kind of backtrack with our numbers and see to compare what would he actually have in his account if he were to receive an annual. Uh, return of 6.43%. So what would that look like after 19 years? Well, just to remind you, it was um, actually, we started with 1.5 million and ended at the end of 2018 with $2,593,000. Now, if he had actually gotten the average of 6.43%, then his balance at the end of the um in 2018 would be $3,437,000 after fees and expenses. That is a huge difference. Absolutely. So, Teresa, I know everyone's thinking this, at least I'm thinking this. You know, how does this compare to our strategy? So we're kind of, you know, knocking down the market a little bit. Um, what would the actual rate of return be 
on a $1.5 million policy, right? If someone were to use our strategy versus investing their money in the market. Well, I'll answer that question in just a moment. But first, I do want to acknowledge most of our clients do invest in Wall Street. And that's fine. We want nothing to do with those investments. What we specialize in is a safe money strategy, right? Working with a specifically, specially designed whole life policy with very specific companies. So we're not necessarily trashing Wall Street. What we wanted to present to you today was information so that you understand exactly how your investments work. If you choose to invest, that's great. Most of our clients do. What we're talking about, especially with the barbell strategy, right? Uh, module number 12, business finishing school, you, you know, is having that balance. If you're going to have the investments with the risk, balance that out with money inside of one of these specifically designed policies, the battleship plan, as we call it, right? And so comparing it to our strategy, what is the actual rate of return on $1.5 million, which was your question? Well, at the end of 2018, that $1.5 million would have an ending cash value of $2,909,000. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, no way. Like, how can that happen? And it's without risk. And Kristen, that has a death benefit at the end of 2018 of over $4,637,000. And there's $1.4 million available in cash value right away. And there's so many other benefits. Absolutely. And this really tells the story, too, of having a more consistent return versus a volatility that you experience in the market. Um, you brought up a really great point. You know, we're definitely not trashing Wall Street, but there's more to the story, right? And researching that and understanding that is very important. Um, with our strategy, you know, if we're looking at today's interest rates, the average rate of return that you can expect over 19 years is 3.57%. The annualized rate of return, 3.55%. So they're very close together. And you're going to have a less risky, more predictable future. And as you said, Teresa, plenty of other benefits with our strategy. I'm going to mention a couple more benefits. You've got if you access your cash value, which you have liquidity use and control of your money at any time, right? You have the power of the uninterrupted compounding. So if you decide you wanted to buy cars or buy investments, other investments, you can have those dollars working for you in the policy along with the investment. If you have the need for uh, long-term care, you have some chronic illness, you can't perform two activities of daily living. If you're doctor says that you've got less than 12 months to live, you can actually access part of that death benefit while you're living. It's self-completing. So the moment you've got the policy in place, you've got death benefit for your loved ones. At some point in the future in the policy, 
your cash value is more than what you've put in. And so the death benefit is on top of that. I mean, there's just so many things. It grows either tax deferred or tax favored. Anything else I'm missing, Kristen? No, I think that those are great points. And, you know, of course, Teresa and I would love to talk to you more about the benefits of our strategy and would love to share with you more about the myth of the average rate of return so you can continue learning, continue your education. Uh, If you do want to know more, you can always call us at 1-800-382-0830 and you can email us at info at livingwealthyfinancialgroup.com. Also, if you have the BFS app on your phone, if you click on that app, there is a financial battleship icon there. You can click on that to schedule an analysis at their office as well. Well, Kristen, I love doing these. I love sharing this information with the BFS community. It's so cool. And I know this, but having the conversation with you today is like, aha, like it's, it's just another aha. It's just another reminder of, oh my gosh, what we do is so powerful. Thank you so much for helping me share this message today. Thank you, Teresa. And thank you to the BFS community. We'll talk to you next month. Thank you for tuning in to the Business Finishing School podcast, where we teach you business growth simplified. For more information on Business Finishing School or their Business Growth Summit event, visit businessfinishingschool.com.